Hello and welcome to a very different evening of a D&D adventure. I am not Brandwolf this evening, I am Lore Master Loris. And this is our first, oh, I would say our first uh, few steps into a Middle-Earth adventure campaign. And uh, playing along with us are... Uh, are most of our usual characters, which, which some of you will recognize from Slanted Dice Gaming, um, but they all have different names today. Once again, I am the Lore Master, which is the DM, and for the next few minutes, hours, days, <laughs> I will be <laughs> I will be hosting an adventure in Middle Earth, taking you to the land of Tolkien. Who is joining me this evening? Um, it's me. Hello, Ken. I'm usually DMing our Slanted Dice main campaign. I'm going to be playing Eoreth today. But more on that, I'm guessing, soon, once we get started. <laughs> <laughs> we also have... Well, not free on this time. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. I don't know. I wasn't allowed to... <laughs> uh, well, anyways, and I'm not a dwarf this time, but uh, Rohirrim names Fulgrim. Yes, I, I'm feeling a bit sad as well. I, I'm feeling like I backstepped myself with not playing a dwarf. Hey. <laughs> well, what should I say? I'm, I, I'm, I'm the first time that Branwolf has something like intelligence being a lore master. So this is uh, something different for me. And I'm not thinking about sex all the time either. <laughs> And we have, of course, our female participant. Yeah, normally I'm Tiana, and today I'm called Inga. <laughs> Inga. A and little Inga. barding girl. Okay. Well, she's a little bit more than a girl. I think she is a, 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 a full-grown warrior, but... Uh, well, we actually, I... I'm allowed to be 16 years old, I think, oh, and that's okay, exactly yeah. what I am. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, make yourself young. Okay, we will learn more if you listen about the world we're in, where we are at, and also the time that we are at here in Middle-earth. But to set the scene for the players, it's a rainy afternoon as you head towards Bree. Each of you, either with a mission or with a certain idea or adventure in your heart. And each of you with Bree as your first goal. Looking for the lights of the town or the gate, you see nothing in the haze of rain. Slight thunder as the drizzle keeps to continue on. It looks like it's going to stay this way. The evening, the roads are wet and muddy. Shadows popping up suddenly in the mist in front of you. Each of you are on your own road because you're coming from three directions. You meet at a crossroads with no signs or direction stones. A Rohirrim treasure hunter on foot heading down from the Midgewater marshes. A young female barding warrior scouting the outlands. And... A female Dunedin Ranger coming from Archet after patrolling the Chetwood. You meet as if by chance, 
right in the middle of these crossroads. And uh, you still can't see exactly who or what you are, really, except that uh, there is something standing there. Uh, I don't know if you are brandishing torches or not. There's no light coming from Bree, or at least it's not close enough that you can see. The only light is a little bit dim moonlight, which uh, is being, of course, even more uh, conceived by the clouds. Uh, like I mentioned, chance meeting right here on the Greenway Main Road debris, or was it chance? You each cautiously draw your weapon as the ever harder downpour of rain continues. You eye each other and see each that as you come closer, the Rohirrim sees a Dunedin Ranger and a female Barding and vice versa. What do you do? Yeah, I'd say I do already have uh, my torch brandished. Okay, then you, of course, in the torchlight, see more uh, that yeah. you see that it is, for example, not any anything uh, well considered evil, like a like an orc or a goblin or something. You see that these are these are humans standing here. Yeah, I think maybe I, I would say I don't know if what I do see if if uh, our Rohirrim and our Barding want to describe themselves very quickly, maybe. That would be a good idea, uh, yes. In the sure. torchlight. The torchlight? <laughs> the torchlight. <clears throat> ladies first, or sh should I go first? I Whatever. don't care. <laughs> okay. Well then. Um, you see a man, like middle-aged, middle, middle -aged, um, black blackish hair with quite a few streaks of gray um, a beard of course um, yeah sort of the the, the um, traveling cloak hunched around his shoulders and um, has a little backpack on his back um, you don't, yeah, the eyes, you probably don't see my eyes, uh, at least not the color. Um, bit of a grim, grim um, demeanor, because it's raining and it's cold, and I want to get into the city to get <laughs> some warmth into myself. Okay. How does our barding look? Um, you see, standing there, a little girl, maybe five feet tall, blonde hair braided in a long braid, and she looks about 13 years old, probably as older than that, <laughs> and wears a nice little dress that looks a little too big for her, and has a long sword strapped on her back. Okay, no okay. traveling clothes. <laughs> no, she has her dress on. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry about, the... The, sorry about the weather at the Lord Master excuses, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem to be getting better. <clears throat> well, the uh, Dunedain woman uh, in front of you holding the torch, um, you see long raven, raven hair, 
um, and jutting out uh, beneath like this dark green um, cloak that she's wearing atop some sort of armor because she looks ready and equipped for either wandering or something else you're not sure but you see these like dark blue but still stern eyes kind of like uh, dotting in your direction and um, yeah as soon as as you're the spots like both of these figures he kind of like holds the torch higher and just says uh, like to both of you were you out late Are you lost? Or where is it you're heading to? Do you reply? <laughs> I'm on my way to town. Just caught off guard by the weather. Same here. I'm on my way back towards uh, Bree myself. Are you heading towards Bree? Maybe we can share the road. It seems that... With the weather and the darkness creeping in, it's quite a dangerous time and place to travel. Sure, might... I, I wouldn't mind a torch. <laughs> What's a young girl doing out at that time of the day? You seem a bit ill-equipped as well, darling. I'm not. I have my sword with me. <laughs> uh, I instinctively like rummage around the backpack because i do have a um a hang on let me check my inventory i have like a well-made blanket oh I which was i'm say, going to like I was which i'm going say, to yeah. like <laughs> uh, just hold out towards okay. the young lady okay <laughs> i was gonna say like a spare cloak which the dwarves always nah, have it's just a well-made blanket <laughs> okay and i just say it kept me warm every now and then. It might as well help you in this weather. Sure. You can return Thank it. You. As all three of you notice that there's no really like any animosity or something, anybody think that you all have the same goal and want to get to Bree. But the problem is with the way the weather is, and even though you have rangers uh, uh, with you, or, or at least one ranger who knows uh, the way, the, the rain keeps falling down even harder and forces you to try to find some shelter under the trees which are standing thick on each side of the road. Mm -hmm. And uh, a good ways off to the south, you think you can see lights. Uh, who has the highest perception of you? I don't. Uh, you don't? Passive perception? Oh, this is or, this would probably or. be a role for uh, I probably it's probably the Dunedain because I because the I um, mean my passive perception uh, is 14, but otherwise I could also roll I have a plus 4 on my perception. Okay, that that probably would be. Uh why don't you all all, to, all of you just do a perception roll and see who gets uh, who gets the highest points for that to Not see <laughs> who sees who sees what. I got an eighteen in total. Okay, Sorry eight. Me, I have a thirteen. Okay. I only have eight. Uh, eight. Okay. The Rahiram kind of squints his eye down, and. Um, you see that 
these lights seem not to be coming from the road. So this can't be the town or something. The light seems to come where the forest opens up a bit on your right. It seems to be a swampy area and the lights are seem like to glow on and then disappear again as if someone either walking past them. It could be could be firelight. It could be something else. And you also with uh, what you said you had an 18. Yeah, you yes. also you also see with an 18 and you can point this out to the others what you see if you want to. You see shadows of mounds on your right. And um and these lights seem to be seem to they they, they seem to be almost like signal lights. Yeah, I'll, I'll point it out of course to the others. Um is any one of you familiar with the area here? Is that Bree already? I don't. I don't think so, because it's not on the road. But maybe some farmstead or something where we could look for shelter. What exactly did you see? Well, if you look through the trees over there, do you see those lights? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing I see some lights, yeah, but I can't see. make out the same yeah. that no. you did. No, the uh, after, 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 um, after uh, Fulgrim it was, right? Yes. For after Fulgrim points it out, you see, you both, you and also our young girl, see the, uh, the same thing that he saw. It's uh, a, sw- a swampy area within the forest, which mm. is uh, the road leads around towards the south, and... There's like either little hills or mounds uh, within an area. You, it yeah. seems to be coming behind it. If you would follow the road to the south, you'd probably come around and you could probably see more of what those lights are as if, if they're coming from the forest or if it's around the corner of... Um, I mean, um, we are quite a ways away from any known barrows as far as I know. But those, I don't know, do the mounds kind of look like barrows or something? They, have you seen barrows before? Probably, yes. As a, as yeah, my walking yeah. around. Yeah, I did they, put like the barrow they, downs they north. Could, they could be the, 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 the little ones and the one larger one. It could, be mm-hmm. a, it could be a barrow. Yeah. Those lights kind of look too cold for me to be hospitable, if you ask me. But I don't know what our... Uh, other companion here thinks, and I turn to Inga. What lights? I don't see any lights. <laughs> yeah, she look. While you look again, you see again that um, suddenly um, the lights seem to come together, and almost like a glow. It's kind of um, and uh, a glowing. Uh, sensation as if as if someone had had lit something as if it like either oil or something like that it's not flame burning but it's more like a glow which you see coming um, if you would head towards the south you'd probably see more if you head up north away from it you you would leave it would would probably leave your sight so you're right in the middle I thought you're still standing you're still standing in the forest um, uh, under the tree because it's still raining and uh, the 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 road um, t- 
towards those lights. If you would follow the road, you'd probably come around to see more. If you if you want to perceive more, if you want to uh, look more or or get closer to it. Well, Yorith definitely like torch in one hand. She draws her long sword slowly, and um, yeah, just looks ready and just says, okay. "I'm prepared for either way." Do you think there's going to be a fight? Yes, I was just about to ask that. Well, I do have wandered these lands quite some time, and I'm quite unsure of what these lights up there might be. They do not look like civilization, if you ask me. They do look, like I said, a bit too cold. Or maybe... I'm not sure if they're man-made or not. So should we make our way maybe around those lights? Well, do we need to, if, actually, if we were meeting up, like, somewhere, it was probably, um, do we know that Bree is in, like, a, uh, western well, Bri, direction from Bri, where we are? Bree is on the main road, and the problem is, the crossroads, yeah. um, the cross, and since there was nothing, you don't know, you know each of you where you were coming from, but through mm. the rain and through the darkness, you don't know if you're, if where you start, if you're in a more of a northern direction, which is would be closer to Bree, or more okay. of a southern direction, which will take you more towards the old, which towards the southwest would be the old forest and everything. So more that. So it's um, well, you're, you're in the middle. Have... You're you're in the middle of something. I can't really don't know where 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 you're heading. Um, I assume we have two two options: either wait out this weather and see if we can find our way towards Bree, or discover whatever it is that lurks within those shiny lights over there. Make another perception check, Yorith. Mwah. Yeah. Since you had the highest at first. That's a 12. Oh, no, no, um, uh, no, uh, um, Fulgrim had the highest. I'm sorry. Fulgrim rolled the highest, yeah. yeah. Fulgrim, yeah. Okay. Fulgrim, you take, you take another perception then. I do that. Eh, it's a 12. 12, yeah, okay. And uh, looking towards um, down the south road, um, you see that the road, somehow illuminated by these lights, the road seems to open up into it it doesn't it it rolls the forest the forest leaves off towards the left the right side of the forest where you saw the lights out first are uh, seems to be it seems to open up towards something like a wider field and a kind of a swampy area and that's where the lights originally and the were lights as well. you see the lights it's it's like you're looking you're looking through the trees and it's like the forest is in the way. There's the there's okay. lights, and you see there's something behind, like like a maybe a mound or something. And you, of course, as the as the Dunedain ranger, remember how things like this look, but you're not too sure because you can't really see it. You see mm. something is glowing, but if to find out more, you'd have to go down south. If but, you say the hell with this, we're gonna turn around and go somewhere else. You can also go back up north. Whatever, could, whatever could you we, think. Could we stay inside the wood 
woods to get closer to the area that's if make you, our way through the woods. You can, you can, you, if you don't want to walk the road, you can also walk through the woods towards towards that area. Yes. Yes, I would definitely keep to to the woods and off the okay. road. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, have I, I a agree. Feeling about this because keep you off can the, keep okay. off the roads. We don't know okay. who's walking them at night this okay. night. So you you follow the road, not not the road, but you follow but inward alongside, yeah, yeah, alongside the area. going deeper into the forest. I mean, and I still have the the torch. So though. I, I don't know if we. Maybe just have a closer look of what it really is. Do yeah. you suppose you it's going to be dangerous? Should I put on this and I rummage around in my backpack and pull out a ring mail and like <laughs> put it in the air? I would certainly suppose so. Oh, okay, then wait a second and I try to get in it and put it on okay. top of my dress. <laughs> Turn around, don't look at me. <laughs> okay, while Inga gets ready and and uh, and is dressing herself in her chainmail. Yeah, yeah, I want I want to um, like take take that moment and ask Full Rim. Uh, we haven't properly introduced ourselves before. My name is Eorith. What's your name, sir? Oh, my my name is Fulgrim. Nice to make your acquaintance. Fulgrim. And you're traveling from where? Where do you do you hail from? I don't think I've seen you in these parts before. I'm from west, east, east, coming from the east, I think. Oh yeah, I think you were originally. Uh, yeah, where, where where did you come from? What the DM? What did you say? Um, wait in a the minute. Beginning? Wait a minute. He <laughs> came. Because I was coming down from from yeah. Archet. Archet, and I think. Oh, I uh, think the from the Chet Mitch marshes. Water. The yeah. Mitch, the Mitch Mitch marshes, marsh. yeah. To the marshes, yeah. So I mean, this whole area is known also to have marshes and little yeah. li- little swamps. It's not it's not big like the Dargolod swamps or something. But there's there's a swampy area, then there's forest again, then there might be yeah. a grassy knoll or something like that. And Bree, the Bree lands, uh, they have all these little these little towns. You have Bree, you have Saddle, you have Archit, and they're just put up. And in between, it's all either either farms. Or just open areas like this, or these little swamps. So. Yeah. So is Inga dressed and ready? Yes, she has okay. her chainmail. Wait, no. Okay. Chainmail. What was so, it? Ringmail. Okay. That's it. Ringmail. Yeah. And, and also uh, a little shield in her hand, okay. and she looks excited. And Yorith, Yorith is brandishing a sword. And uh, no, brandishing Yorith is a long sword. And actually, sword I think I'm a torch. Um, yeah, I'm also gonna. No, I'm gonna keep the torch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's still we need light. It's still well. raining, but in the thick yeah. in the in the thick forest, uh, you just feel every every once in a while a, a a fat drop might make itself thing, but you hear it everywhere around yeah. you the, the downpour. And as you as you continue, um, Yorith, you hear it first. You just hear a word. In a kind of a hoarse whisper, you hear Othrongoroth. And I do I like hear it or do I hear it in my mind? No, you hear you hear it, but the others don't seem to hear it at first. 
Did you just hear that? Hear what? What? Somebody said something. Have a look around. And I kind of like try to see if I can see where the as you like voice whatever yeah, came as from. You, as you look closer now and you walked, I guess you walked towards yeah, a little bit the light to the see. Lights were. You see where the forest comes to an end, an opening where the forest and now now you see exactly where these where this light is coming from. It's an area which is like a swampy area with different small knolls of of grayish green grass, mm -hmm. sparsely lit, sparsely lit through the through the through the moon because the moon is still covered with um, with the uh, with the with the heavy rain clouds. So this is not moonlight. It seems to be the area itself seems to be glowing. Here and there, you oh, see no. like like broken teeth. Rocks and pillars, they mark where once maybe there might have been either royal burial statues or altars. And it seems that you have stumbled upon one of the infamous barrows, even though you're still very far north of the Barrow Downs. This is a small barrow and uh, different small mounds. And as you look and... You head to the south, you head, the lesser the rain becomes, but there seems to be a fog rising now. Mm -hmm. I need you all to do another perception roll. And I also say, keep close to the flame, everyone. <laughs> I'll get my bow ready. Oh, that's a 17. 16. Very good. Also 18. good. Teen. Perfect. Perfect. All of you now hear the voice saying first only single words, and then it goes into almost kind of a prayer. And the whole, all of you, all three of you here, come, Othrongoroth, join us. Come to Othrongoroth. We will crown you. We will lay gems at your feet and put rings on your fingers. Come to us. Join us now. The gifts of Angma shall be yours as well as they were ours, gifted many years ago. Come and share our glory. And then, as if nothing, as if there had never been a sound, an absolute quiet. The fog, <laughs> the fog seems to get to rise up more even. Mm. And you have the, a real, it's, it's, it's more than just a bad feeling. You have a, a feeling of cold. No, coming, coming towards you. Where did that voice do... come from? It sounded super scary. Without even going going into what she said, do we still see where we came from? Like the the woods behind us, the tree line. The fog seems to have 
come up and crept up behind you as well. You're now mm -hmm. standing in the wooded area. You see in front of you this mound and yeah. the fog as if as if you're standing on an island and the mound would be an island. You can't see anything else. And okay. um, I need you all to do a roll against huh, either paralysis or grappling. What would be something? Probably a... Uh, as if if you're going to be grappled, you probably would need a is that dexterity? No. Probably a wisdom saving throw if it, if it was like magic. What, what would if you roll? Mag if it's magic, yeah, yeah wisdom. Yeah, but I have advantage on wisdom if it's yeah. from any undead things. <laughs> yeah, but I still need you I still need you to, to roll against it. I yeah. fail. So, wisdom, wisdom saving throw. Okay, you fail. What about Fulgrim? Well, I've got a 16. Oh no, never mind. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna like wisdom saving throw, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's an 11. <laughs> okay. Fulgrim seems to be the only one that can, can hold on to his weapon. The mm -hmm. rest of you, and but also. All three of you have the feeling as if ice-cold hands or something are gripping you from beneath the earth, as if they're trying to hold you there. Um, Fulgrim seems to be able to more get... He can't move, but at least you, you can hold your weapon ready as if, if something would want to attack you. Yorith and Inga... The weapon as this is this as if you as if you don't even want to carry it anymore. It's like it's you you look at your weapon and it's like what do I want with this? It's useless, you know. This. I did not you draw my weapon this. yes, but I think no. I probably will drop my shield. Yeah. yeah, or you drop a shield or anything which you would have a thing. You're rooted to the, the torch <laughs> um, as well. If you drop the torch, then it would probably go out. Yeah, because oh yeah, that, that's like the question. Would I only like drop the yeah the sword so if, or if, also the the torch I'm holding in the other hand? I would say you don't drop anything. You just it's just you're just oh, holding it's just like you're just okay. holding it like this. This is absolutely useless. It's like yeah. what, why why do I you have the feeling like why am I even have this? What, what's, um, what's going what's going on basically sheathing sheathing the weapon again <laughs> yeah Yorith, you say you have a you can see undead or how I have the, the yeah I have the with like the Dauntless guardian uh, virtue it has the see the unseen so I can perceive shades ghosts and wraiths if they're like hidden okay. and with a, a DC a 15 like an intelligence check I could roll for like to get any additional like information any sense okay. of what this might be okay I'm just now sending in the slanted dice war room um, a picture of the downs which you might see and also what Yorith sees now looming up from this mound so you look right. out forward, and since you can see, because they can't hide, uh, you say they can't hide anymore in, in darkness or something. Yeah. Yoris sees it first and points it out to the others. Uh, did you did you send it yet in the I, I put it in the war room. Did you see it? No, I'm not seeing anything. Oh, is yet. it not in there? 
maybe just press enter or whatever or write a message or whatever and then press enter mm -hmm. in the war room ah, ah yeah. now there's no. a bunch of stuff oh okay. and i didn't even see the oh yeah okay you oh, didn't I, oh I did have the post the post that's okay no okay so as yurith points it out and you still have the feeling of these icy hands calling you. Um, Fulgrim is the only one who seems to have his, his brains about him and holding in. Yeah. Um, looming in the shadows, well, not in the shadows, but more now as if it was hiding in shadows, it seems as if the fog turns away and you see smaller shapes that are crawling mm -hmm. between the roots of the... Of, uh, of the of the of the of the trees over the mounds, these the little mounds around you, they seem to be humanoid. But then again, some seem incomplete. They have limbs missing. Some even have heads missing. You're not too sure what it is, and they're crawling around. And in the middle, standing between them, it's about still about a good, probably in, I have to see it in meters now. Probably still about a good 60 to 70 meters away uh, mm -hmm. you see the dark shape glance towards you it uh, reaches out a cloaked arm you see a glint of mail the shape seems to be holding a weapon of sorts and where the head should be and the eyes you just see two glowing embers like coals the eyes are fixed upon you and you still cannot move. Your mm -hmm. hearts are suddenly stricken by terror. And even Fulgrim now too feels somewhat nauseous as if he was about to, to throw up. <laughs> and as this being lifts its sword, it's not coming closer, it's not attacking, but you hear almost an eerie chant again the same voice and it seems to be the voice you heard before and it is almost an eerie song which you hear and you hear all three of you cold be hand and heart and bone and cold be sleep under stone never more to wake on stony bed never till the sun fails and the moon is dead in the black wind star shall die and gold be here but let them lie till the dark lord lifts his hand over a dead sea and a withered land once again you have a feeling of absolute an absolute helplessness i'm guessing we also can't speak you can't at this particular moment you can't speak you even leave <laughs> weapons or even a torch nothing you can't raise the nauseousness and as you as you uh as you uh as you see that this figure is not coming closer yorith of course recognizes it as a barrel white it is one of these these undead things which you heard of lore and uh, but something else comes to your ear off to what would be the northern road from where you came you got off the road 
you hear another sound and it's the sound of either it sounds like a shot a slow shot of a horse could be another animal could be maybe but it seems to be a shotted horse it seems to have something it's slowly coming towards down towards the mound on this road and as it comes in closer view you all three see a shadow which is slumped over the animal which seems to be it's almost too large for a pony or a mule could be a small horse but it's on either sun hunched down or either it's hunched or it's a small stature of a figure and uh, it looks towards or it seems to be gazing towards the white and then all of a sudden this figure turns around and uh, lifts a hand and looks towards you and this all of a sudden as if you're wakened from a slumber you all have your wits again you're no longer held fast to the ground you still feel kind of sick and you can move and now is the question what do you do in this moment you still can't see exactly what is on this horse or whatever it is but did the barrel white is it like still there or did it the barrel white upon, upon the upon the the arrival of this this new yeah new guest you might call it the barrel white seems to have taken back a step it didn't it is not coming mm -hmm. closer and it's looking away from you towards the rider. Um, I would immediately, if possible, like draw my sword again and like lift the torch high mm -hmm. and kind of just like shout, who goes there? Okay. Fulgrim, anybody else? Else? I mean, yeah, you're, draw, you're, you're, draw back you're, my bowstring again and point it. Okay. Okay. Roughly towards either of the two figures. Yeah. <laughs> I take out my long sword and hide a little bit behind Yoref. Okay. While you do this, you suddenly hear hear a voice, but it's not the deep, ugly voice that you've heard before. It's Sounds almost jolly. It's kind of like a, a jolly little voice. Could be of a halfling. And you hear as if in a song. Hey now, dearie doll, slow down, fatty lumpkin. There seems to be adventurers abroad. Hey, you there, mind your sword and mind your bow. I don't need an arrow in my hat. A yellow feather sticks in that. And as you, out of the mists, as if, as if the mist is getting away, as if this comes closer, you see now that it is a fat pony. <laughs> it's a pony, but it's kind of a fat pony. It's not, not a non-horse. And it's a very curious fellow, which is riding this pony. It's a man you would consider old, but not old. He's dressed very colorful in blue and yellow. He has a long reddish brown beard 
and he seems to be riding without a saddle. He just has a kind of a blanket over the broad back of the pony. And you also see that he has no weapon of any kind. He and, and where's he like riding towards? Towards us or towards, towards where he's the He's going down the road. The yeah. road the road now as you can see as the fog lifts and goes away and also the barrel white draws back and the fog seems to draw and collect around the barrel white and you can see just that the road is just a few steps from you from the forest you can get out onto the road where you now see this jolly rider and uh, he gives you a big grin and he lifts a plump finger as if scorning a school child and he gives you a wink and says be you man or child or elf lay your weapons on a shelf no need for run or walking stay here it's old tom who's talking do we recognize that name i'm going i'm going to give you a picture now of old who <laughs> old old tom some of you might the ranger might might have heard before yeah, that's why I'm this. asking. I don't know if Yorith might have like Yorith, heard of any talk. Yorith, of course, knows of. There's an old saying of uh, an old old stories that between the Barrow Downs and the old somewhere in the old forest, there lives. Some consider him a ghost. Some consider mm -hmm. him a legend, like Father Christmas, and the legend is of Tom Bombadil. Who's supposed, to be, woods. who's supposed to be a, a good, a good spirited um, little chubby man who's, uh, who loves animals. He loves, uh, he love, he, and he's always taking care of, uh, of, the, uh, of the, the forest. People who have to do with foresters know him too. Let me give mm -hmm. you a picture here. Or two pictures. This first, number one. One moment, and that's the horse that you saw, and this is the character that you see. Come on, go in there. One moment. Oh. Bear with me, please. Be right there. And here we go. And let me send it off. Hope it works. There we go. Yeah. So you see Tom on Fatty Lumpkin. Fatty Lumpkin seems to be the name of his of his mount. And he mm -hmm. turns around towards you. You see. <laughs> Some of you might consider him dressed like a clown. He's uh he's absolutely he's <laughs> he seems to have he has no weapons. He's a uh, matter of fact uh, um the the he seems to have a satchel where he's carrying looks like water lilies or something which he's been collecting so uh but um like i said i don't know um but but, but whatever we 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 saw in terms of what was crawling around in the mist that is like vanished now yes um and toward, let me see um one moment the crawling shapes that were crawling seemed to have crawled back in and back into the ground or the mound itself mm -hmm. and uh, old tom kind of gives you a nod and a wink and he says one moment he turns towards the dark shade 
with those ominous glowing eyes and that has seemed to have stopped its advance as if it's fearful. And he starts to sing his own chant or song as if in, in answer to us. He says, Get you gone, you old white, and vanish in the sunlight. Shrivel like the cold mists, like the winds go wailing. Out in the barren lands, far beyond the mountains. Come never here again, and leave your barrow empty. Lost and forgotten be, darker than the darkness, where gates stand forever shut, till the world is mended. Now, fly now, get thee hence. Bombadil commands you. And with a... One moment, have to say... With a high, long, trailing shriek fading away into unguessable distance, the barrel white seems to turn almost to smoke and rise away into nothingness. The crawling shapes disappear into niches and cracks in the ground, and suddenly in the silence you hear again the chirp of crickets, the call of night birds. Far off to the north, the wind seems to bring a a few tones of music, laughter, even song. You see the road now very clear. The moon has come out. There's no more thing. The rain has stopped. And you think if you take that road back up north, where Tom came from, you probably will find Bree. So the clouds are lifted. The rain seems to have stopped. And sitting on all fatty lumpkin is good old Tom Bombadil. Like you said, I didn't know. I didn't make a history check. But I think the ranger, Yorith, probably knows the story of Master mm -hmm. of Master Bombadil. Yeah, I just say to the other two, never underestimate the power of music, my friends. And then I start, like, walking towards him. Good evening, Master. You saved us from quite the pickle here, if I must admit. Oh, good evening! Well, I think introductions are a proper thing. You're right, I'm sorry. Let me go first, my friends. The name's Tom Bombadil. I'm a merry fellow. You look bright blue, my jacket is. Me boots are yellow. None has ever caught me yet for Tom. He is the master. My songs are stronger songs. And my hands are feet and fast. My hands and feet are faster. And even though you feel less fearful after the Barrel White uh, left now, you still f feel all kind of, you know, like a sick, like like you ate something bad, like kind of sick, you know. This, mm -hmm. this whole experience seems to have gotten onto your onto your, your nerves and things. And Bombadil sees this, and he lifts his hands and says, Wake now, my merry friends. Wake and hear Tom calling. Warm now be heart and limb. The cold Barrow White is fallen. No more grip upon your hearts. His dead hand is broken. Night under night is flown. And look, the gate to Bree is open. He, he reaches up down onto his saddle. And it looks like, like a wine flask or something. And he passes it over to Yorith and says, Have a good draft, each of you. This will warm your bones. And it... Seem. Okay. Do you drink it? Yeah, I just say, well, to health and to new friends, and I take a big swig. Mm -hmm. uh, you taste a, a sweet. It's, it tastes like a sweet vine, a wine. You've never tasted like this before. It doesn't have the sting of alcohol. It's almost like a, a very sweet tea, 
But once you, you drink it, your whole body seems to warm. The cold of the rain is forgotten. And it seems to lift your spirits like, but not get you drunk. It just makes you feel much, much better. This is better than any elven drink I had in the past. And I, like, hand it to uh, Inga. Mm-hmm. I take a small sip. Oh, okay, that's yummy, and I take another sip. Inga also feels the same thing, feeling much better, replenished, and as if as if you're as if you're um, um, have um, yeah, like an extra, like like an extra, uh, 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 almost like a healing draft. You know, it really makes you feel feel good. I hand it over. Do you want some as well? I'll I'll sniff on the the, the bottle first before <laughs> it before smells. I take a it smell sip. it smells sweet like like the best wine that you've ever had in in uh, in, in 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 Rohan. It's um you did the first the first sip you take you've never tasted anything like this. It's it seems to be in like I said otherworldly. It's otherworldly. <laughs> it's just a uh, thing. So yeah, drink up. I've got more of that at home. You know, just give me back my flask. I have to make sure that Goldberry fills it back up from it travels. You have more of that at home? Oh, yes. I make it. Oh, Tom makes his own wine. It's good for the it's good for the head and good for the body. Makes your belly round and warm. Oh, I agree. So, it's definitely a fine brew. I just now put another picture up. Now, my friends, uh, he continues, you know who I am, but who may you be? What brings a Dunedane ranger, a stout man from Rohan, ha <laughs> I love your little horses, and this young lady who seems to be a barding from Lake Town. What brings you together? Introductions, if you please. Tom's a nosy fella. So are you going to introduce yourselves? Yeah, who wants to start? <laughs> well, I'll hand him... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you go. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll hand him back his his flask. Uh, he nods. Well, thank you for the drink. Uh, Fulgrim is my name. And I'm really glad you're like our horses. Oh, yes, the best horses ever bred come from Rohan, the Rohirrim. You people, I like your people because you like animals. You are good to the animals, and the Rohan love the horses like they love their children. And, you know, Tom has many children in the the woods that she watches, just like you watch your horses. Good folk, the Rohirrim. Most horses are better than people. I agree. <laughs> and most ponies, too. Look at old Fanny Lumpkin here. <laughs> and he hands an apple down to his little pony who just munches on it and just kind of boringly says, you know, just kind of says, agree, ag- <laughs> agrees. Yeah, you know, he's listened to, he knows these talks. He's heard them many, many times before. So, and you, young lady, who may you be? What brings a young little woman like you all the way away from Lake Town? Well, I'm traveling a bit. 
My name is Inga and I come from here and there. Oh, you are young, Inga. You still haven't seen much of the world, but I see on you a troubled brow. And old Tom recognizes troubles, troubles when he sees them. I hope that you will find solutions to what you look for and help in any of the problems that you're fleeing from. And here, one of the Dunedain, and Tom kind of, he doesn't really look very noble when he does it, but he makes kind of a curtsy on his horse and like a <laughs> kind of bowing towards, you know. Dunedain, oh yes, you know. I just, I just, I just saw, saw good old Hallis about a two weeks ago, you know, and he, <laughs> I remember him very well and his father. Well, actually, um, Master Bombadil, uh, the name's Yorith, and first of all, it's an honor to finally put a name and a face to the legendary name that uh, precedes you in these lands. Oh, you, um, a sweet tongue you have, Yorith. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, usually, I thought they always say that the rangers are battle-worn, and that they're mopey and sitting around in the dark, but that's not true. You could be a poet. <laughs> well, I do like me uh, a little bit of me time with a good pipe and, and some pipe weed on my own in front of the hearth, but I can be charismatic at times as well, darling. <laughs> so, I, since you were saying that you saw Master Hallis, actually, I've been contacted by him or somebody he knows uh, only recently, and am tasked to wander these lands, looking into the going-ons of several things. There have been... Have you seen any strange sightings? Any beasts that were wandering where they weren't supposed to be wandering or any other occurrences in the worlds of men, elves or other? Oh, Tom sees a lot and not much see Tom, which is good for me. It keeps me safe. But uh, yes, let me think and uh, a good idea. The moon is out. It's not cold as much anymore and uh, you probably want to be hiding debris, but I want to give you a little bit of more, uh, what you call this modern word is called information upon your road. And uh, what's best to do this? We had a drink. Let's share a pipe. Any of you smoke? And he produces uh, from a pouch. He has, looks like he has a, a good pouch of pipe weed. And uh, mm -hmm. he has a little curvy silver pipe, which he stuffs. And at the same time, he has three wooden pipes which he holds out to you as if anybody wants to join him on a smoke Yorif uh, already has like a long wooden pipe oh, in her okay. mouth oh certainly yeah and he, yeah. he, he oh, this this here's old Toby if you know anything which is good about the Shire folk <laughs> good halfling leaf they make a good leaf I tell you that even my friend old Mithrandir he likes to come by and share some of his old Toby or the good old halfling root oh I tell you this is the best time here dig in take you matter of fact you know what here take the rest it's, uh, it's good for a three or four pipes and take these travel pipes with you too you, know, you never know when you'll be having a good pipe and if you have the pipe just think of old tom and he just kind of gives it down to i guess yorith is the closest 
and gives you the, yeah, pa- the pouch and the, the pouch and the three the three wooden you can add to your inventory pouch of old Toby and three wooden uh, wooden uh, uh, traveling pipes they're they're ornately carved they look very nice and they have mm-hmm. like the it looks like uh, the opening looks like a water lily so it's made like a lily and uh, the rest is wooden and while you're okay. pertaining that, Tom leans back, takes a few puffs, and he says, Well, let me shake me noggin. I'm lighting my pipe. What may bring you together for one cause? Yeah, you're looking for beasties, you say. Creatures. I wonder, could it really be that old necromancer's up to his tricks up there in his tower in the east? Let me see. What news can old Tom give you three? Well... The year is 2941 in the third age of the sun, even though Tom has seen many suns, and the two trees, and the coming and going of the great dark one, but I'm not going to talk about him now in the dark. Yes, Tom is older than the trees or the mountains. He watched the first acorn sprout, ere the first entling walked in Fangorn. I've been called Opralt, the moss gatherer by men. Ear ain't been adar by the elves, and the dwarves, they just know me as Forn. Or even just the first in Arda, but you, you can just call me Tom, or just Bombadil. But enough of my history. What has happened? Think, think, think. Uh, well, they consider it the Battle of the Five Armies. It's ended. Thor and Orkenshield, a good warrior of the Dwarves, he's dead. And his cousin, Dane Ironfoot, is king under the mountain now for many a year. Dale is ruled by King Bard. And the town of Lake Town, my dear, where you're from, is being rebuilt. After the desolation of that old worm Smog, I tell you, I am afraid that he was also who is probably making you feeling all that well and that loss that you've put up, because that desolation which he did was terrible. My Rohirrim friend, King Thangle, rules Rohan, I believe, while his neighbor... Oh, young Saruman, he aids him with friendly advice. Even though he's taken over Orthanc, which once belonged to the family of Ecthelion, who is now steward of Gondor. And when I talk to my friend young Radagast, he tells me the trees don't like that smoke that Saruman is making all the time. But, oh, where do I get? I talk and I talk and I talk. Well, um, strange fellow it is. Uh, even though the dragon's dead... And then all of a sudden, Tom gets really serious all of a sudden. And he looks down at all, all three of you. And he gets quiet. And he says, a shadow has been spreading. My little brown friend Radagus has told me. And my old friend Olorin, the Grey Pilgrim. You might know him as Mithrandir. Or even Gandalf. I've heard of the Grey Wanderer before, yes. Yes, or has even... Has he been sighted as well? He has been sighted. And he told me not too long ago that he was at the ruins of Dol Guldur through the dark forest of Mirkwood and even after the destruction of that so-called necromancer a shadow seems to be growing again in the east in these desolate parts not that it worries Tom and then all of a sudden he's all happy again I worry about the wee folk the folk of the Shire, and the trees, and the elves, and the dwarves, and my friend, the men, and all my animal friends. <sighs> the times are changing, my friends, but maybe it's good to stick together. I like this, that you watch out for each other. Two women, a man, a Rohirrim, a Barding, a ranger, 
Leaf and stone, sword and arrow, wood and water, what I say. Axe meets with knowledge and words with magic and adventure. <sighs> and he sits back and draws on his pipe and seems to be thinking. And um, you see now as even more the yellow moon, the waxing moon is filling up again. He's illuminating your road and you can see the road now in front of you which uh, seems to be heading towards, and if you look up there, it seems to be a small town up there, which you didn't see in the rain or all that fog. (laughs) The glinting lights of Bree, perhaps. Oh, yes, if you head up north there, there should be, there should be, there's no time more for talking, you need to be a-walking. Away from brush, away from tree, up north you head to the gates of Bree. I'm afraid Tom can't go with you. You know, I have to find more water lilies for my goldberry. <laughs> Golden as the sun, deep as the water. Beauty is the name of that river woman's daughter. Ah, Maybe someday if you visit me, you get to meet her. And he gives you each a pressed water lily. It looks like it's been pressed very delicately. The, 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 it almost looks as if it's made out of paper. And he uh-huh. tells you, show this to old Butterbur at the Prancing Pony Inn at Bree. He'll lend you ponies and give you rations and packs. Tell him that Tom sent you. And you know what? For a silver or two, you also get a good night's rest there. Bring back any songs you hear and stay away from whites and wraiths and orcs and dark things. Heed no tales of swords or rings. Bombadil is your friend and he hopes to see you again. Safe and sound. Come by for tea and for honey muffins anytime. Goldberry loves company. And he kind of, he doesn't have spurs, but he just kind of gives mm-hmm. old Fatty Lumpkin a pat on the rump and he starts to slowly head down the southern road and while your road lies up north. Yeah, I just say like, thank you, master. Oh, yes. If you meet more peril or you want to right or wrong, remember old Tom and his silly song. And while riding away on old Fatty Lumpkin, you hear him sing, Oh, Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadillo, by water, wood, and hill, by reed and willow, by fire, sun, and moon, hearken now and hear us, come, Tom Bombadil, he is near us. And he slowly fades into it as if, and as if it's been a strange dream or something. You're standing on the road, Bombadil is gone, the mound which was looked so terribly is just now an old mound, an old hill, and you can, uh, since after Tom has pointed you to the right northern direction, you even see the ancient hedge of Bree after a few minutes of travel if you head up north. Yeah, I just turned to the others and say, well, that was quite an unexpected night. Well, that was a strange fellow. You know him? I've heard stories of old Bombadil. He's rather known throughout these lands as a patron and warden of the woods and the other free folk taking care of these uh, evil things that uh, we've just encountered, these Barrow Whites and worse. So, yes, usually if you wander these lands or grow up around uh, the Bree lands or farther uh, somewhere around here, you might have heard of him before. 
Aren't there any grand protectors of woods or other realms down in Rohan? I must admit I've never been myself. You should come. You love our horses. I mean, it did always spike quite the interest in me, although I do think that these lands would not fare well without me wandering them, keeping a lookout. Do you know where this Tom Bombadil lives? He mentioned a few names, and I would have liked to ask him a few more questions. I mean, do I know? Um, do I know how to find him? No, I. Uh, it's <laughs> not all, really. Only know even if, even if you make a history check, you, even even if even with a natural twenty, you only know that Tom is known to live in the old forest. He comes when. When uh, when need is be, and uh, yeah. for many, not many have seen him, because uh, it's just that he's grandfathers and the grandfathers of grandfathers have told stories of Tom Bombadil, and his and he's almost like he's almost like uh, like a modern like in modern day like Father Christmas, so mm -hmm. it's 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 like you met Santa Claus. It's something like. I mean, it's a, something of impossible that uh, that 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 thing that all of a sudden he's here and now he's gone again, and uh, he's just um, he's always been there. And put, yeah, but, but you really but, don't but, know exactly. But you mean Santa Claus isn't real? <laughs> Hang on! Hang on! I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> so um, well, um, I, I do know that he hails from the old forest. This is his realm, but I do not know. Where exactly uh, he lives together with his goldberry. However, I have always wondered how old he is, since the stories go back that far. Yes. But yes, we should probably get out of the cold and into uh, somewhere where there's a warm hearth and I can dry my feet since they're all soaked. That would be I, nice indeed. I just sent you... A picture of Bree Gate. You see, if you head nice. if you head up towards north now, it's not too far off. Um, I guess I guess you are gonna head up north towards the towards where you think yeah. you saw the city lights. Yeah. So you, I'd say so. Yeah. So you head up north, and uh, after just a few minutes of uh, of travel, after Tom had pointed you in the right direction, you come to. What seems to be the gate of Bree, and uh, and it's also still night, right? It's well. yeah, it's it's night. Currently the moon has come out now. It's night. Yeah. It's um, probably around if you put it. You started in the afternoon, and after all this, it's probably late, late evening, early thing. Probably around eight, eight or nine mm -hmm. o'clock, and. Um, as you as you reach the gates of Bree, you see the big gates, the hedge or something. Even Tom had said the gates seemed as he said the gates are open, but it's after nightfall, and that means that the gates of Bree are closed. And um, so you stand in front of the closed gates of Bree, and here is where our story will end for today and it's the for next today. for today and if you would like to 
continue this adventure with uh, the little group and uh, thanks all for all for the few that are that have turned in and listened and maybe we'll probably be placing this on our normal slanted dice um, yeah on our usual as a, as a well. usual episode and um, next time I believe we're back to D&D but uh, and I think next week we can continue still because that okay. was the initially uh, thought plan okay good gladly then we will continue, continue this adventure continue at the gates of Bree and see where our our merry wanderers who just now you know got away from the skin of their teeth from a barrel white and uh, met up with one of the hosts of Middle Earth. There are, uh, of course, the fans of Tolkien recognized him right away, old Tom Bombadil. And that's the nice thing which I like about this Middle Earth campaign that uh, you get to meet the Tolkien characters and in all their glory without changing any of the story. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So thanks for tuning in. And as the lore master, I have to do what usually our DM does and say, <laughs> keep it tuned to Slanted Dice. Give us a like. Make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure that we have uh, get uh, maybe you can rate us a few months in a while. And uh, yep, to leave a review on yes, iTunes. Yes, exactly. I'm going best. to give, the, give, the, I'll give the, the, the word back to your normal DM, to Ken. And uh, hope that I. No, that's all. Just really I hope that I wasn't. <laughs> that the barbarian Brad Wolf, who usually has wine, women, and song in his brain, was uh, hopefully a good uh, a good host of this adventure, and uh, look forward to, to continuing it next week. Hi. Yes. So we'll be back with Middle Earth next week, then, and then probably continue like in one week our main D&D campaign the other week the Middle Earth adventure because I don't know how long this one is planned how long this one goes we'll have to see since what? it's initially a one shot we came I more or less exactly what I had planned yeah, we uh, okay. we took it about we, we started a little bit late next uh, time we don't go to the lights we just keep going yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep on the keep on the road and improvise the yeah. whole thing and keep on the road uh, it, was, it was okay i thought i thought you'd stay on the road and just ride around and and would have you would have ridden right into uh, like yeah. a like a like a bank you of go fog. off off but, the road you get to the barrow yeah you keep to the road you get to the, the barrow hey that's you keep going through the forest, you get to the no, barrel whites. I mean, hey, that's, that's that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> exactly. What what is old? What is what did old Samwise Gamgee say? Uh, you know, stay to the road. Uh, the, what uh, shortcuts make you... make long make long delays? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, all right. Then, well, then, everyone. Um, yeah, as always, for everything else, just. Keep uh, us at Slanted Dice on Instagram for any updates and slanteddice.com for all the episodes so far. And then we will reconvene as always next week. Except if you all write and say, that sucked, get back to D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Except then. Yeah. 
No, screw it. We're going to keep playing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I don't have time to prepare for next yeah. week. <laughs> and I've got everything ready, so okay. Okay. All Cheerio right. from the Loremaster, Loris. Hi. Bye-bye. See you next Cheers. week. Bye-bye. Hang on. I didn't sign up for that. <laughs>